0: Hello everyone and welcome to Actually Podcast. I'm your host Jasmine, and on the show I normally talk about what's going on in the world and things that are interesting to me. So de- today I want to talk a little bit about the state of Texas and what's going on there, and it's got my blood boiling. I also want to talk about the great success of Shang Chi over the Labor Day weekend. And I wanted to talk about some Netflix watches that were recommended to me that I wanted to recommend to you. So let's get started. So it looks like Governor Greg Abbott has done it again. He started off with allowing people to carry firearms without licenses or permits. Then he banned all mask mandates and masks in schools. And then he went on into making one of the most restrictive, most diabolical abortion laws ever known to man, signed that into law. And today looks like he is also trying to dismantle our democracy by signing into law one of the most restrictive voting bills we have ever seen in our nation's history. So today, Greg Abbott signed SB1, which is A voting law that restricts the rights of many voters, voters that were able to vote in our 2020 election, coronavirus. And we have states like Texas, like Florida, that refuse to mandate masks, refuse to protect their citizens who are immunocompromised. And many of those people in those states are in the high risk range. And it just really makes no sense. You are refusing to protect the people that are your base. Then on the other side, you're making it legal for anyone to carry a gun without any permit or license. Then you went in and pretty much took away women's freedom of choice of their own body. Yet these anti-maskers are constantly screaming, my body, my choice, which seems completely ironic. Now you have it that you're trying to prevent people from having their constitutional right to vote. Now, here in California, our governor, Gavin Newsom, is under attack and he is under a recall by a lot of people who are friends with 45, the person who last lived in the White House, And they've come up with these completely asinine rules that our governor, who has not only protected millions upon millions of Californians by mandating masks and helping our economy to get back on track faster than pretty much any state in the United States, maybe with the exception of New York, Is now fighting for his life when he is less than a year away from a primary anyway so the rules with this uh, recall which should be changing actually they were talking about next year rewriting the rules of what it takes to be able to actually issue a recall because it takes an exorbitant amount of money, taxpayer money to actually do these recalls. And it usually is not to the betterment of our state. The last time this happened, we had Governor Gray Davis, who was an environmentalist, believed in the light rail. And he was taken out by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, for his big personality and superstar movie star career really didn't do well for Californians. It's just very upsetting where you have governors who are doing what they can to save people's lives, and then you have others who are outright dismantling our democracy. Um, the Texas Democrats have said that now that Governor Abbott has signed the bill for the restrictive voting rights that they are planning on going through and suing him. As you can see, I'm very on fire about this, which is why there are so many great organizations out there that can use donations that can use signatures and just go and start looking for them. I know ACLU is one of them and, um, Vote Save America through uh, Pod Save America is another. If you're as fired up and as angry as I am that these people are trying to dismantle our democracy and take away our rights and try to silence brown and black voters, I say you get involved. And it goes without saying, if you haven't already here in California, please, they sent all of us mail in ballots so that we could vote safely. So please fill out the ballot, send it back as soon as you can, and vote no on this ridiculous recall. And literally, all you have to do is vote no on question one. And that is it. With these new rules, as I talked about, our governor needs to get 51% of the vote. So basically, If he gets 51 percent no's then this recall goes away unfortunately our state has already wasted 250 million dollars on this ridiculous recall that has candidates such as Angeline who I love but I don't want to be my governor and Caitlyn Jenner which no comment and You know, I will have a comment. Actually, all I will say is for as much as people glean from the LGBTQIA community, but yet don't believe in same-sex marriage and don't believe in women's right to choose, it just seems really false to me. So... If you haven't already, fill out your ballot, vote no on the recall here in California. And if you can't send it in or you didn't get your ballot, you can go on September 14th and vote no on this ridiculous recall. I understand there are plenty of people who are upset at our governor and want changes. This is not the way to do it. Right now, the leading contender is a man named Larry Elder. Now many people, don't remember Larry Elder or don't know much about him. However, I happen to be of a certain age where I know him quite well. He is someone who has never supported the rights of black and brown people, even though him, he himself is a black man. He believes that slave owners and people who are descendant of those slave owners should receive reparations. He believes that minimum wage should be zero and that employers should not have to hold to any standard on paying their workers, amongst other things. So please get involved if you're here in California. If you're not in California, make sure you reach out to these organizations, speak about your frustration with Texas, with a lot of these people in a particular party, Who are really trying to turn back time and take us back into the dark ages? We are only going forward. So, Shang-Chi, the new movie from Disney Marvel with an all-Asian cast, including Aquafina, who is my best friend in my head, has broken records. It was released in theaters only, again this is what I talked about in the other pod, was that Disney Plus was no longer allowed to simultaneously release to theaters and on Disney Plus their new features based on their lawsuit with the theaters along with their lawsuit with Scarlett Johansson. So. This was the first feature from Disney that was going to come out exclusively for theaters. And I know a lot of people were a bit nervous because people really wanted to see Shang-Chi do well. Um, All Asian cast, which has never happened before. And, you know, wanted to see it really do well. And it's a stunning cast. Great story. One of the original stories of the Marvel Universe. And, um... It looks like people did just that. They turned out in droves. Again, it broke box office records for Labor Day weekend opening. It has so far estimated to be over $90 million in ticket sales in the United States and and Canada. So basically over the four day weekend, 90 mil and they're estimating worldwide could be about 140 mil. So huge I mean huge opening I have friends who have seen it they loved it I personally can't wait to see it because I just am not comfortable going into the theaters just yet I really wanted to and I contemplated for Shang-Chi to really go to go see it in the theaters and I really wanted to but I just I just can't do it yet so I am waiting Right now it's going to be less than 45 days to be able to see it on Disney Plus and I will be binging it like crazy. So with Shang-Chi's huge box office it actually had kind of a domino effect on our upcoming releases in a really really great way. So I am proud to say I was completely wrong about Spider-Man far from home. It looks like we are having our Spider-Man and it is coming out December 17th as it was intended to, which I am so grateful for. Trailer came out and I don't even know how many times I watched that trailer. It had to be over 20 times, but I am so excited. I know everyone is excited. And I think now with the success of Shang-Chi, I think Marvel and a lot of the studios are feeling a lot more comfortable releasing their films into theaters also some of the rates of vaccinations are starting to go up now with the Delta variant as well as this new MU variant which there isn't a whole lot of information on it yet a lot of younger people are starting to get vaccinated so Hopefully that can kind of reverse some of these terrible spikes that we're seeing in these these states that are refusing to mandate masks. But it looks like the movie business is coming back. And it looks like, again, it's having a great effect. Again, I brought up about Spider-Man coming out. They spoke about uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is part two to the Venom movie starring Tom Hardy. And this one's going to have Woody Harrelson. They were talking about having that being moved to mid-late October. Now they're keeping it on schedule for its October 1st release. So yeah, Shane chi really doing it up. I can't wait to see it. It really is giving me vibes of like a Black Panther from what I've heard from moviegoers. It's really um, a story of kind of coming of age, coming into your own, um, Simu Lu, I love him he is amazing again there's so many people in this film that I just love as actors anyway but if you are a fan of Aquafina, is Nora from Queens like I am there are so many people from that show in this movie again Simu Lu, he was if you watch season one of Nora from Queens and you had the uh the grandma episode starring Jamie Chung, Simu Lu was Garbage Boy. And <laughs> that was his name in the episode, Garbage Boy. And also, uh, grandma's best friend, who's also featured in that episode, but also was brought up in the Atlantic City episode, her friend, Shushu, the actress who actually plays Shushu is also in Shang-Chi. So, It's just gonna be so cool. I can't wait to see it. I'm so jealous for everyone who has seen it, but I'm so thrilled they had a great box office and I can't wait for more to come. It's really gonna be great this next phase of Marvel because we're gonna have the diversity that we have really been looking for for a really long time. So over Labor Day weekend, we did do a little bit of, you know, driving around and drove a little bit out of town. But for the most part, we stayed home and caught up on some really good movies that were recommended to us by friends. And uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was Reminiscence. So Reminiscence is a movie starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and Tandy Wayne Newton, which, excuse me, I used to call her Tandy. So my bad. I'm sorry. But I love, I love, I love Way. I love her as Made in Westworld. I love her in everything she does. And speaking of Westworld, one of the creators of Westworld, Lisa Joy, actually directs this film. And it's uh, co-produced by Jonathan Nolan, brother of Christopher Nolan. And those two actually created the Westworld series on uh, HBO starring Evan Rachel Wood. Um, This... Movie is uh, Hugh Jackman really coming back into his leading man style, which I love. I can watch Hugh Jackman do anything. I had a random meeting encounter with Hugh Jackman involving me running into him at Disneyland, and um, it was like literally running into him, like running into a brick wall. And it was the happiest moment of my life thus far. Well, there are a few exceptions, but that's definitely a top five. So the movie is set in our futuristic uh, Miami and there is a huge war, which isn't really talked about in the movie, but there is a climate event and um, the movie takes place after this climate event and how people kind of long for the past. And Hugh Jackman is playing Nick Bannister, who has a business where he can help people find that joy of the past by almost reliving it through their minds into this kind of bath kind of thing where they put prongs on their head. And it's very minority report. If you remember the Tom Cruise movie with the prefects, it's similar to that. But instead of them predicting the future, these are people reliving their happiest moments of the past. So it is a true film noir. Um, You really don't know what's going on until probably the last 20 minutes on what's really going on. It is beautifully shot. It's very Blade Runner, but kind of with the twist of Miami. Hugh Jackman is a godsend he's stunning of course but he really just I'm probably biased but he just sells it I thought Rebecca Ferguson as May was also excellent and I really love the chemistry between Hugh Jackman and Tandy Wayne Newton Um, they are just a caliber of actor where just anything they do is just so natural and effortless and it's such a joy to watch them but in any rate I really like the movie. You really got to pay attention to it. And it's on HBO Max, which is nice because I needed to kind of go back every now and again to kind of make sure I understood what happened, Um, just to make sure I didn't miss it. But um, it will be in theaters starting September, I believe it is September 19th. Um, It will be in theaters. So right now it is streaming on HBO Max. And then I believe starting September, it will go strictly to theaters. But that is one that's definitely worth a watch. It's beautiful to watch. Good story. And it's Hugh Jackman. So one of the other things um, I was watching, and it was recommended to me actually by a really good friend of mine, is a show on Netflix called Clickbait. Now Clickbait is... Not your typical murder slash mystery. There are really a lot of twists and turns that really keep you on the edge of your seat for all of the episodes. Um, It's starring Adrian Grenier, who plays Nick Brewer, another Nick, and then Zoe Kazan, who plays Pia, and you're seeing a lot of the movie through her eyes, but each episode kind of focus on a different person within the scenario. So you kind of get to see what certain people are hiding, how they may be linked to the crime that has gone on and it's just brilliantly done. Um uh Betty Gabriel is Sophie Brewer who plays Adrian Grenier's wife and um kind of grieving widow, yet you're not sure and Everyone in this movie is just so good and it really keeps you guessing to the very end. Again, one of the things I loved about clickbait is that it's broken up into episodes. We, of course, ended up binging it and my friend who recommended it to me binged it over a weekend as well. But it's definitely something you can break up into hour-long watches if you don't have that much time. But again, it's just really well done. The suspense is high. Basically, there's a family man who is Adrian Grenier who goes missing and the family needs to find out why he's missing, why he's being targeted. And you start to find out some things about his past that may or may not be true that might lead to the scenario everyone is in. Such a great watch. I highly recommend it. The other one that I saw on Netflix. If you're not really into film noir or murder mystery and you just want something kind of lighthearted and a really feel good movie. Definitely Afterlife of the Party is for you. So Afterlife of the Party is on Netflix and it stars Victoria Justice of Victorious fame from Nickelodeon and Midori Francis, who is the breakout star from last year's Dash and Lily on Netflix. I just adore that movie, so good. And she is equally great in this film as well. So this story is about Cassie, played by Victoria Justice, who is kind of a party girl event planner, who kind of lives her life on the edge, and she ends up having a freak accident where she dies young but she needs to go back and kind of help all the people in her life find their true happiness before she can ascend to heaven. So I didn't give too much away. (laughs) I know that is the synopsis of the story, but there are a lot of really sweet and really funny moments in this movie. When I say I laughed and I cried watching this movie, I really did. I usually don't watch things that will make me cry. I try to keep it on the up and up. But this movie really took me by surprise. Really took me for a ride. And just brilliant. Such a good feel movie. And it reminds me of movies that used to come out like in the 90s and like 2000s. Where it didn't have to be so serious. It didn't have to be violent at all. It was just a feel good movie about friendship, about family, and about selflessness and just love for your family and your chosen family so yeah oh gosh such a good movie i highly recommend it afterlife of the party on netflix and here we are at the end of another episode I have my stickers here for my merch. That is part one of part two things that will be in my merch for Actually, but I've got my stickers now, so I'm going to put them up on my website, which is keepwarmbecute.com, which you can find if you are looking at us on Instagram at actually underscore podcast. Um, We'll have the link to the website and you can order some stickers if you'd like and deciding on what I'm going to do next for the next piece of merch but as usual I want to thank you so much for listening I hope you have a great day stay safe out there and I'll talk to you next time bye